Are you looking for a memorable getaway for your family that's packed with adventure? Look no further than Lake Erie. Powderhook, in partnership with the Great Lakes Fishery Commission, has all the resources you need to plan your adventure to the walleye capital of the world. The best part is, you don't have to be an experienced angler or own a boat to have a fantastic time on the water. While walleye are the main attraction, Lake Erie also offers excellent fishing for yellow perch, trout, steelhead, salmon, and bass. The options are endless, and there's so much to explore on Lake Erie. Knowledgeable and friendly fishing guides are eager to serve you. Whether you want to hire a charter, secure a seat on a headboat, fish from the shore, ice fish, or do a DIY trip on your own boat, all these options are at your disposal with a bit of planning and preparation. Find everything you need at powderhook.com. That's powderhook.com. We know what's biting and can help you enjoy a wonderful fishing experience on Lake Erie. Hey, it's Captain Justin Leet with Chasing the Sun TV. Join me and Meredith for the best fishing action along the coast of Panama City Beach. Tune in to new episodes every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. River Rats, you are listening to the River Certified Podcast with Spencer Bow and Ryan Tassler and an array of guests where we cover the fun, interesting, and sometimes rugged parts of spending life on or near the water. Yeah, I don't know anything about uh, looking for mushrooms. You've never went mushroom hunting before? I've tried. Then I get bored. Then I just go fishing. <laughs> Dude, that's me with turkey hunting. Like everyone says, or I tell people I'm a bad turkey hunter, and I don't know if I'm a bad turkey hunter if I just don't stay in the woods long enough to actually kill one. Right. They have right. to like land in my lap. Otherwise, yeah. I sit there till about seven thirty, and I'm like, a cup of coffee and taking a big dump sounds pretty good. <laughs> and then go go chase some white bass or mm. or channel cats because they're running up rivers and stuff. I've never went mushroom hunting, dude. Really? I've never had. I always kind of wanted to, but then I just don't know what the hell I'm doing. But that's the beautiful part. Like, anybody can do it. So you're just walking and looking for mushrooms, right? Well, there's nuances to it, just like everything else. But yeah, essentially, if you walk through the woods, you could find a mushroom. I mean, early on, you try like south slopes or west slopes of hills, look for dead elm trees, evergreens. Are you going to share any other of your secrets? Those aren't really secrets. <laughs> you just take a 12-pack of beer and you walk till it's gone. If you, if you don't find mushrooms, they're not there. No. <laughs> There's no there way. you go. I like that. <laughs> You're still having a good time either way. Absolutely. Hey, we're here with Kit and Grandy, and then it's me and Ryan. I should have, I guess that'll do for an introduction. I could have made it more grandeur than that. Drum roll, please. Drum roll. <laughs> Kit and Grandy, what what what's your shtick? What do you do? What do you want to tell everybody? I'm trying to be all professional and stuff, and why. I'm failing. <laughs> Just tell who who you are. All right. Well, you want me to go first? All right. Uh, I'm Grandy with My Pop Fishing. Uh, we uh, have our podcast too, Beer Fish Fanatic. So that's pretty much it man we just uh, we, we've had you on a few times and figured you know we'll, we'll come and ruin your show for you so you guys are real professionals <laughs> uh, i don't know about that not not even you have close. way more experience with podcasting than we do maybe like eight months more <laughs> that's well so that's like 250 times, times 
250% more experience. <laughs> but I think we were still learning a lot more. I mean, we're just driving up here. and Well, we're if just... you ever quit learning, you might as well just That's stop. Yeah. True. This, this is our first time doing it in person in a while. In a while. Like, we yeah. did Sean. But other than that, last it's probably summer. since, like, last summer. There's no other way to do it. I agree. This is a lot better. It's yeah. way better this way, but... It's just, you know, people – well, a lot of our guests on our podcast at Beerfish Fanatics is like they're – You get people from a long ways way. away. It's kind of hard to do in person on those. Yeah. yeah. Everyone I've done on the internet through Zoom or whatever has been terrible connection, sounded crappy. <laughs> and it sucks because we've had some cool guests and didn't work out. Well, we had one yesterday. It was, it was technical what? issues for like 30 minutes. Yeah, he had his, he had his iPad – for the visuals and his phone for the audio. Oh, well, that's geez. kind of yeah. wonky. Like, <laughs> yeah. I take it he'd never done that before? No. Well, I don't know. He said he'd never had issues before, and then some for some reason last night, technical issues for like 30-odd minutes. I don't him. believe him. Yeah. Dude's full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> who, can you say who it was? Yeah, Gus Batista. Yeah. He's... um. He's been on like he's been on like Swamp Men, wrestles alligators. Yeah. Seriously, like, yeah, yeah, handles dude, like that venomous. That is awesome. Snakes. You're gonna yeah. want to listen to this episode. It's, it's it was pretty cool. Yeah, okay. Dude's badass. Yeah. That's yeah. sweet. I was trying to get Gus Beebe on. If you don't, nobody listening to this knows who Gus Beebe is. He is one of the owners of Johnston, the illustrious Johnston Bait and Tackle. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. He's a character. He's pretty good stuff. He's kind of shy though so i'd have to like pry the info out of him get him all riled up i i just messaged him today too about getting on because i was up there a couple weeks ago he's like oh yeah hey yeah sorry i never got back to you like four months ago man like everybody knows somebody who replies to your text if they reply at all it's like a week later and you forget what the context of it you have to go back and look through the text messages to remember what they're even talking about yeah I don't think you introduced yourself. Oh, I'm Kit. <laughs> have a small YouTube channel, Fishing Kit. And, yeah. <laughs> and you fish? Yeah, and I fish. And your sometimes. name's Kit. Yeah. I catch fish sometimes. I can relate. I catch <laughs> fish every time I do. <laughs> I beat the brakes off of them yesterday, though. Yeah? It was the most pandemonium I've ever experienced catfishing. Really? Like two, two and a half hours, we caught like 40, 45 channel cats. Yeah. yeah, it was every rod. We had six rods out. Up to 11 pounds, he said. So yeah. One, Dude, wow. Time yeah. Yeah. Do you want to tell us no, later on? No. I've been getting my ass kicked catfishing <laughs> lately. Only caught two catfish I so far I feel like catfish are the fish that I fish for when I can't catch anything else. It's like I'm walleye fishing, haven't been catching walleyes. No confidence. Need a morale booster. Need a morale booster. <laughs> Come here, Channel Cats. I can always count on you guys. Dude, that's that's everything for me right now. Yeah, I can't can't catch walleyes, white bass. Well, that's why I wanted you guys to come up Thursday because right now it would be an awesome time to catch and probably have a shot at a flathead. Oh. Early season, unseasonably warm. We're like 15 degrees above the season average, and then we got a front coming through tonight after we haven't had one for like three weeks. Blame the wife and kids, man. <laughs> no, I'm blaming you. <laughs> they, they, she was like, you're not doing anything on Thursday, right? I go, this was like two weeks ago. I go, no, nah, no. Nah, well, good. you weren't. Well, I was. I wasn't planning nah. on anything. And then you told me, I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> There'll be more days. It's There'll always be... better to make Spencer mad than your wife mad. Oh, 100%. <laughs> you get to leave. <laughs> you know? That's true. You leave that house, it's temporary. 
I like how I like how we have arms and Ryan's holding his mic. Well, dude, everyone's mine's got a floppy. You got your mo. Like everyone's got their thing, and you've been doing that ever since we started podcasting. And I was, and I haven't said anything. I like it projected. No, I don't. Wanna, <laughs> I always worried about background noise, but it sounds fine. So yeah, it's it a little it. floppy though. It, it is. is. Yeah. Quit talking trash well, on my equipment. Need to tighten your nut. Well. <laughs> <laughs> No well, comment. It's not supposed to be up in your face. It's just supposed to be like that for you just to talk to, you know, and just, yeah. you're fine, dude. Well, I wasn't talking about mine. All right. Oh, so, <laughs> on, ongoing topic, because you guys are new and you haven't been on here, we have a list of things that we have seen floating down the river. Uh-oh. And we always try to add stuff to them. So, what are some things you've seen floating down the river? Hmm. Anything interesting? Man, no, I don't know. Just just stuff. Just start listing stuff, and we'll see what's on there. Things floating. Give down them the river a few list. examples. All right, we got a fridge, buckets, coolers. Then we get to more elaborate. We'll skip a few. Uh, condoms, hmm. plastic mm. barrels, dead skunk in hot pink bucket. That's a uh, once in a lifetime find. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty diapers. Yeah. Gray goose bottle though. Yeah, that, that's the uh, the fanciest bottle you've seen, right? On oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Great goose bottle. Yeah, most of it's wow. like Hawkeye vodka. Yeah, that figures. Yeah. Mm. Oh, kid, you've been on the river more than me. Damn, damn. Yeah, do you even fish? I don't know. <laughs> it feels like I don't sometimes. Yes, absolutely. It feels like I talk a lot about it. Well, that was my next question. Mm. Do you fish more, or do you, do you film more podcasts than fishing trips? Ooh. Thousand percent. Oh, that hurts. Uh, it hurts. It's. it's Do you need hard. me to kidnap you? It would be nice. Okay. <laughs> um, it's just so hard right now because they're just the kids are just so small. Yeah, so, they're at a yeah. tough age to get out of the house. Yeah. So you'd is. almost. Feel, I mean, you'd feel bad for your wife being there, having all that responsibility because little kids require constant attention when you have three of them. So does Spencer. Yeah. Four. Fact. four. <laughs> I have four. Oh, you have four? Yeah, I'm insane. I'm I can't stupid. count that high, so I stopped as high <laughs> as I could count. Good thing you're a science teacher. Right. <laughs> Stats always gave me trouble. <laughs> I don't know. What is the craziest thing you've seen under the river, Kit? Dude, I, I can't think of anything. Nothing I mean, nothing stands out right now. Yeah. That's all right. When you're driving home tonight, you'll be like, oh. yeah. <laughs> like, hey, uh, can you add this? <laughs> all right, so we'll switch off of that. You got a kayak. <laughs> What is something that you added on your kayak that you knew you were going to add on your kayak before you ever got it? Like must-have stuff, other than like rod holders. Rod holders are obvious. Um, well, uh, the paddle holder. I just, we're just talking about it coming up here because I I just got a brand new. Well, not brand new, but I just got the new pedal kayak. Which one? Uh, what did I get? The Native Slayer Propel. Oh, you're fancy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. That's one of those that's so expensive. People are like, "Why didn't you just get a boat?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Um, it was used, and I got it in a, a great deal. But the thing was, it was designed. It didn't have a freaking paddle holder. Yeah. Well, There's yeah, because no it's a pedal kayak. Well, see, this is. The, <laughs> but that's the thing. How the heck do you expect us to get into the water for? You, you're not gonna. Pedal onto the water. You got to paddle a little like bit first. Dude, that thing's like forty-two inches wide. You could just step off the bank into it. Well, no. <laughs> you still need. To, you still need to take your paddle with you for emergencies. Yeah, that I can get on board with. So everything then, else has been cramps. BS until yeah. that. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so then, 
the thing was, it's this, it didn't have a paddle holder. Yeah. So I was just like, just get one of those short ones. No, I, I just bought. I, I think I just bought one of those um, those yak tracks that you can just snap it in. Oh, yeah. what do they call that? The taco. I think it's shaped like a taco. Yeah, yeah. the taco clip. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. I think it's not something like that. So, yeah. You can look at me like I'm an idiot. Then, then <laughs> wow. I saw light bulbs go off. And he knows that look well. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a fact. <laughs> so that would be my, uh, I guess, item with that new yak. I was just like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to buy that. that that's yeah. it? For now. Well, I got Dude, that's a Dude, that's legit because it's like if you don't have rod holders, then you have rods sitting all over your kayak and it takes up room. If you don't have a paddle holder, then you're, all of a sudden your paddle's taking up a bunch of room. Yeah. And space imagine, is limited on Imagine if you didn't have a paddle holder on your Hobie. Yeah, you're, you two are team <laughs> pedal drive over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kit, you're a kayak guy. What's your must-have? Pan optics? Um, <laughs> I did just put life scope I know on you my did. kayak. <laughs> um, well, I wouldn't say it, without it. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a must-have. I keep a spare in my truck just yeah. in case I forget my other one at home. Well, if I'm going to be fishing, I think rods are pretty important. <laughs> oh my! But this is kayak <laughs> accessories. Oh, kayak accessories. Yeah, just something you got to have on your kayak. Well, I think it's pretty handy to have a fish finder. Yeah. Besides like the normal stuff see i think in small streams fish finders make you soft you need to be a hardened river rat read the water you got to be able to look at the water and know where them trees are them rocks are them fish are fish finders make you soft (laughs) (laughs) but effective oh yeah but But i have one on mine now there you go they are efficient i used to play a game with uh my buddy denny and firefighter tim because they had fish finders and i didn't i'd be like about eight foot over there, isn't it? And then they'd tell me if I was right or wrong. And I did okay sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I would tell you you're wrong every oh, single time. Well, that's why I never asked you. No, it's only three foot, Spencer. <laughs> oh, it, it just takes the, the guesswork out of it, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're on a lake, too, or a pond, there's no current to read. Yeah. You can kind of look at the shoreline and have an idea. But when you have Iowa, where everything's silted in, you know, just because it's a steep shoreline doesn't mean it's not six inches deep all the way across the lake right, right there. Right. It's like 45 degrees, and then it just flans out once or, it hits the water. Or those ones on um, that, just for the record, no body of water names on here. That one flood control <laughs> impoundment that's not close to us, not close to me. Um But on the west end of it, there's a bunch of steep rock cliffs that are like straight up and down. And it's two to three feet deep out from them. They look like they'd be cool to jump off of, you know, and then Until you, you die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so nobody names a body of water. Nope. Yeah, I, I heard you mention that. I you know. said you're going to bleep I'm, them out anyways, yeah. even yeah. if even if I, we do, right? I'm just curious. Yeah, I will. There's a big hoopla thing going about what? busting up spots and stuff. That's why I was just wondering. Was that is that kind of part of it too? No, I've always I've made that decision uh, probably a couple of years ago. Good. You know, like I'm not here for a fishing report. True. You know, I'm here. If you want to watch and learn some stuff and be moderately entertained by my immature jokes, then, you know, my stuff's good stuff to listen to or watch. But I'm not here for fishing reports. And I'll, you know, I'll tell you everything you need to know to catch fish without telling you where I'm at. And if you want to study the background and figure it out, more power to you. If you want to chase me around, that's great. Um, But the best part is when you do have a good day at a very well known spot, 
he might not post that video for five months. Right. <laughs> so that, so, so go that ahead, information man. is useless at that time. Yeah. Or if it's spring and I try to make, and then I post it in the fall, like trying to make it look like it's the same time frame. I'm kind of diabolical. Yeah. I probably shouldn't be, but I kind of enjoy the game. Cool. Yeah. No, I respect it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's earned. Some of it. I, mean, I, earned, I just spend a lot of time on the water. You can call it earned or whatever. I call it a freaking vacation from reality. You know, like I'm spending time out there enjoying myself. True. I don't get the spot chasing stuff personally. Like, I'll, if I hear about a, like a bite, I might go check it out. But I check it out with the with like four backup plans because usually you're too late, and if you catch it, you're on the tail end. But it's better to anticipate, like. I say it all the time. I keep logs and I try to anticipate bites like the, that, that catfish bite the last two days looked at the forecast. I'm like, it's probably going to be on. I don't know for sure. Then I went down there and it was fire. Mm-hmm. And then next year, if we have similar conditions, it'll be fire again. But I haven't hit that bite for three years mm. just because either the conditions weren't there or I didn't have time to get there when the conditions were there. And that's okay. But the combination of low water Warm temperatures, strong south wind, you're going to have 50 to 70% of the entire catfish population in a very small area. So if you're there, it's fire. Or if you're in the wrong spot, you're not going to catch you're anything. 32 yards away. And I've, I've been on both ends of those, but I, I, I can learn. It is possible. <laughs> I don't know. You guys keep a log at all, or you just try to go off memory? Most people just go off memory. Okay, so this the thing oh you I, don't fish that's I don't, right I, yeah, I, don't, I don't fish as often as i want to um my my log is texting kit no, <laughs> and that's solid. That's and solid. i just the honest truth i go I, I don't have the opportunity to to go out there and get the time yeah so you I, go when you can i suppose exactly yeah. but i don't want to go out there and just waste my time either i want it to be somewhat um beneficial if i'm, if I'm yeah. going out there if i get if, if the boss says hey go you got five hours oh sure. shit you know i'm gonna go. <laughs> right. I, gotta, I gotta make sure I, I i text you i text him i i text whoever like hey you guys know a good spot that is it hot you know did you catch anything and stuff like that so i don't that's my log yeah <laughs> and i'm sticking to it for now yeah there ain't nothing wrong well if that. you got good friends that's pretty reliable log but if the, you don't <laughs> but that's the yeah true but the other thing is that you know he he would always tell me hey, don't be telling you know don't bust it up if you know right now or what you know yeah. the case and that's okay because I'm just going by myself. And honestly, if I catch anything, it's just for you know for fun or just for the kids to eat because they love crispy right, fish. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. You make it sound like I'm a reliable source. <laughs> like honestly, I should keep a log. I keep telling myself I need to. But you're on the water, so like I try not to reach out to anybody and ask for like, oh, is there anything? Are they running here yet? Are they running here? But a few people, I will. Like I'll be like, I'll message you. You know, you've been to yeah. Rock. What's it like down there? Damn it, I sit. <laughs> then, I, then i'll tell you it sucks and then you end up going and then it sucks well, <laughs> i was wanting to go down there for the channel cat bite um but i i got there and then i looked at the forecast and the forecast didn't match reality so the wind was blowing in the wrong direction and i set up in the wrong spot and fished two hours and caught one instead of two hours catching 40 which had i been in the right spot probably would have happened but i wasn't so uh missed that one but yeah, checked out the spillway and it was about as good. I did see one wiper get caught. Yeah. But just one. Just one. Yeah. You said the water was low, right? Oh, it's super low. Yeah. Can you even get a boat down there right now? You can get the boat I ordered. Uh-huh. That's not here <laughs> down there. Yeah. 
this imaginary boat. I haven't seen it, but I've heard a lot. All right, about real it. story. Just to, <laughs> so it's it's not the boat I ordered, but it was a boat I was looking at. So I ordered a Sea Arc uh, MVJT, so modified V jet tunnel. Okay. So the jet lower unit sits in the tunnel. Um, I drove a Sea Arc Predator, which is an inboard jet, just to test out. There's a, a dude I know who had one, and he was nice enough to let me take it for a test drive. And we met up and fished, and it was a good time. Uh, we were down there when the water was real low. And you know how there's that gravel bar downstream? Mm-hmm. Well, it was low enough where there was water splitting it. So you had a little island and a little, a little gravel bar, and people were walking back and forth, oh. like <laughs> not even getting their ankles wet. And he says, drive it through there. I said, no, you drive it through there. This is your boat. He said, okay, get up. So I got out of the driver's seat, and he just floors it. We go 40 mile an hour through three inches of water, maybe two inches of water. Wow. It was insane. I'm like. Bracing yourself for the sudden stop. Oh, yeah. I was hanging (laughs) on to the the oh shit handle and everything. It's like, wow. I'm going to get there, but it won't be in this boat. (laughs) There's like so many ups and downs for the jet versus prop, but I think on the waters up here, it might be like the best option. But I didn't get the predator. So you're talking like water that you'd have to get out and pull your kayak. Yes, yes. You would f- fly through. Hit, this was a 22-foot flat bottom <laughs> going through Which water where you like have to jog. looks like a yacht on yeah. that water. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and you made it just fine? Didn't touch anything. Wow. Was it that one that I saw you fishing out of? Like, what, what was it, last year? No, that's kind of like the boat I ordered. So oh, that was okay. a Gator Tracks. It was in, that's an 1862 so the one I was in is a 2272, so 22 feet long, 72-inch floor. This is uh, 1862, so 1862 inch floor. So a different size, and uh, that one's a lot beefier. Like, the thickness of the aluminum on those gator tracks is ridiculous. The Sea Arc has a thick hole, so 0.125 aluminum. Mm-hmm. The gator tracks have 0.150 so that 18-foot boat weighs more than the 20-footer I ordered. Wow. <laughs> but it's got the exact same motor, 150-horse Mercury, then with a jet lower unit, which will run through two, three inches of water. It's crazy. Yeah. I know shit about boats. So <laughs> I've, uh, I know they break down yes. all the time. That's yeah. every boat I've ever Everybody owned. thinks I'm the kayak guy, but this will be boat number four. Like, if it wow. goes on water, I probably own one at one point in time. But I've never owned a canoe. Hmm. What about a jet ski? Yep. Well, I I didn't own it. My parents owned it. But I have experience with jet skis. Not just casting lead at them either. Like actually riding around. And I stayed away from fishermen. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's what I tell everybody. Oh, boy. You got any good jet ski stories? Every fisherman hates them. I don't think I have any good jet ski stories. But I do know people are starting to fish off of jet skis. That's like the ocean. Yeah, they make a fishing jet ski mm-hmm. now. Well, if you think about it, so if you want to go offshore fishing for like marlin and stuff, you have to drop one hundred to $300,000 on boat tackle. And then to fill that boat up, you're spending three to 500 bucks a day on fuel. Jesus. So if you, that's just a cheaper alternative to get out there. Something that can handle hit big surf. Hmm. And you can zip around. You're going to save money on gas. It's maintenance is going to be less than the the cost of investment up front to buy. It's way lower. Like it makes sense, but it is kind of funny. It's like the offshore fishing equivalent of a kayak. Exactly. Because yeah. uh, I, I started seeing people fishing off of jet skis. I'm like, 
That's crazy. But you're right. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. Now, when you think about the investment you would have to make, holy crap, over a hundred and some thousand dollars. Oh, minimum. On a piece of crap. Like, that would be the junker version used, like, oh, that got this mint 1972 bay liner or whatever they are. Right up my alley. (laughs) (laughs) I'm well aware that I don't deserve anything nice because I just beat the crap out of everything I have. Offshore fishing, dude, it's scary out there. I wouldn't want to be out there in a beater. You're stranded like 20 miles offshore. You're in a dead zone and your radio isn't working because it got wet or something. And yeah, I, I, you just made me fear deep sea fishing right now. I'm not gonna lie. I just call that camping. That was easy. (laughs) Involuntarily camping. Yep. (laughs) I've been there. It's just a lot of ocean out there, man. You're right. That'd be a little, yeah, that's true. It's amazing they catch anything. If you think about how big the ocean is, but I mean, I guess bigger water, more fish, but there's more places for them to hide. Yeah, but there's got to be strategies just like any body of water. Well, every fishing show I watch in saltwater, it's like they drive out to the middle of nowhere, they put a live bait or a chunk of bait on a hook and drop it down, and all of a sudden they're getting yanked out of the boat by something (laughs) giant. Yeah. Power of editing. Yeah. They've been there for six days. I guess I should know that better than anybody. (laughs) That's how they get you. I, right. I make a 12-hour flathead trip look like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It, you watch your videos? I'm not going to lie. I'm like, huh, it seems so easy. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Both of you guys. I, I watch your guys' videos like, man. If anybody five, five minutes in, you caught a fish. Yeah. yeah. What the hell? That never happens to me. I got five minutes. Like, oh, I got to go make minutes. a video, spend an hour. I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hour only. tape and hour editing. It's, yeah. on, it's on the roll. Easy. <laughs> All right. This is kind of a deep topic. Uh-oh. There uh, I was. Yeah. There I was <laughs> taking my six-year-old nephew fishing. It's a Sunday. And he was reeling in his, like, fifth catfish of the day. And he looked at me, all nonchalant, just cranking this catfish in and said, You know, Uncle Spencer... Sometimes I feel bad for the fish, and I had no idea what to say to him. <laughs> what I mean, I have no argument for catch and release fishing. I've thought about this a lot. Like, if you catch a fish with the intent to kill it and eat it, and you catch it as ethically as possible, you dispatch it, clean it, take care of the meat, make a fine meal. Yeah, makes sense. But catch and release fishing, I have no argument. So, you're just talking about the feelings of the fish, the pain, not the... You can take it any way not, you want. Not the bettering of the species or the it. population in that general area. Because you release a fish, well, your population is going to get better. So, you're making the assumption that fishing commercially is like... Or commercially, recreationally is a right. Like, Germany, you have a limit on fish. And you can fish until your limit is reached. And you have to keep every one of those legal fish. And once your limit is reached on any species, you are done targeting that species. But you have no. to stop. You have to stop. But you have to keep everything. So that you means can't you- let any of them go. And the regulations are the number you can keep is based off of that. So what are waste laws? Like people just 
catch them and dump them. Do they have a waste law like you well, have to I'm assuming, process, but clean, eat? I just told you everything I know. <laughs> <laughs> and not only on that subject. Yeah, no. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, I'm wondering if your nephew's feeling bad because you hook the fish, drag it out of its habitat of where it breeds, suffocate it in a way, take a picture with it, <laughs> and put it back in. Was he feeling bad in that sense? I think he's feeling bad. Uh, yeah, basically, yes. Um, Does he feel bad Like if you guys keep it and eat it? Nope. Doesn't bother him a bit. Huh. That's because it's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> but, Made him catfish fingers one time. Yeah, it's, <laughs> He's a fan. <laughs> well, I, I hear that question all the time. Like, so why do you go fishing if you don't keep the fish? That question comes up a lot. Actually, in, I guess, the Asian community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I don't know, maybe it's like a cultural thing. But they're like, why do you f- I don't, go fishing? See, that's another thing. People, then we, we're we bringing ethnicity into this now. <laughs> oh, I'm Asian, by yeah. the way. Oh, yeah. yeah we're, we're Asian. <laughs> Granny and Kit are Asian, and I'm, me and Ryan are pretty white and trashy. But, uh, but that brings me back to my point. It's like, everyone's pointing a finger at everyone. It doesn't, it could be fishing. It could be a lot of other things. But it's like, oh, that race keeps them all. And then that person saying that race keeps them all is keeping them all. You know, it's like <laughs> fishing was great until this race showed up and then they're dragging their string. They have string. a five-gallon bucket. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right. Yeah. I just find irony there. It's just, I don't know. I feel it falls back all the way to just like issues with our country if we want to go that route. You know, it's because people just like to blame people and not look in the mirror. Yeah. Yep. I, I think – um Every race or whatever, they have their issues. I mean, the, every person. Yeah, every person. Yeah. You know, what I have saying? so many issues. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and and the thing is, um, it's just a stereotype generalization that that happens. That yeah, like you were just saying, yeah. and it's just um, in a sense, it's not fair to generalize and stereotype. I believe in that sense because, like you just said, everybody has their own issues, man. Yeah. So and if it's legally caught fish that you know they are within their limit then the regulation should be who cares for what race they are eat your fish enjoy it i don't yeah. know i just think it's funny like one yeah. of my favorite ones uh one of my buddies from north carolina who used to shark fish with a bunch uh jason he's probably not listening but if you're listening you'll remember the story uh <laughs> his side of the story well it's it's <laughs> Him talking about somebody else, so it's not about him. But he, he said he went down to a river where flatheads were introduced illegally, and then they went crazy. And this was a river, I think, in Georgia or North Carolina, somewhere southeast. And some dude was there fishing for shellcracker or red ear sunfish or whatever they're called. And he was complaining about how all the flatheads had eaten all the red ear sunfish. And he's dragging out his limit of sunfish. And then Jason said he was there the next day dragging out a limit of sunfish and is there the next day dragging out a limit of sunfish and uh dang flatheads yeah and then he was talking about how the dang flatheads were eating them all and jason's like nah dude you're eating them all (laughs) if he had only kept one 25 pound flathead he wouldn't have needed all those that's true and he would have got a pat on the back (laughs) but even in places where flatheads go crazy there they don't come easy well but i I'd like to find a spot where they go crazy. That'd be, right. that'd be a nice change of pace. <laughs> you know, going back to your question, you, 
I don't have a good answer to your nephew on that. You know what I'm saying? I don't either. Because I, I was just thinking that. I'm hoping what, for some ammo to throw at the six-year-old. How, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> though. Just, I mean, if you really think about it, how can you defend fishing and catch a release? That, that's not and not to feel bad for the fish. I just had inspiration. but All right. So imagine the scenario, right? And we'll see if I can articulate my thoughts very well. Probably not, but hang on. Uh, so imagine the cat. And the cat is a predator, right? Mm-hmm. And it will go out and kill things or just catch a mouse and just play with it and then let it go. And I wonder if that's an evolutionary strategy to like stay sharp as far as hunting or gathering food when times are tough. It's just being bored. Well, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? But boredom <laughs> leads to this, and there's nothing we don't do that at some point hadn't been developed through natural selection. So is it cool in our current society to do that? Maybe, maybe not. But are we naturally inclined? Cool. Oh, I do too. I do too, <laughs> obviously. But if we were arguing with someone who is like very Six. pro-animal rights or six-year-old, um, <laughs> I, they might not agree. <laughs> But, I mean, we have that – some people have that prey drive. I guess you might call it that to go and do yeah. such things. Like people who hunt, a lot of people who hunt just like to be out there. Even if they can't kill the animal, they want to be on the hunt. Even if yeah. they can't um, – they don't have a tag and they have nobody to go with who has a tag, they go out there and scout. You know, it's just like practicing for the hunting. I wonder if there's a little bit of that involved in human nature, yeah, yeah I agree. Mm-hmm. I could. It's yeah. It's part and, then, of us. and then the kill is like, I guess, a bonus on top of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. You know, when that clicker goes off, that's that's a bonus. It doesn't make or break a trip most of the time. You're it's, still having a great time, right? Until I start guiding. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm feeling pressure, but, and then your income <laughs> depends on it, right? Right. <laughs> I will get a diving suit. Come out and. Make the cricket perfect. perfect. Then when they miss it, be like, "What'd you do?" It doesn't. <laughs> it's never the guide's fault. I never prom. I'm never gonna promise fish. I'm gonna promise good time. Mm. You know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I wanted to get out of this podcast. Like, this is what it's like hanging out with a bunch of dudes fishing. When I go fishing, this is what it's like. Just shooting the breeze about whatever. Yeah. Catching a lot less fish though. Yeah. Well, depends on the night. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So we still got to get his um, spot. Which one? The one that you just caught like 40 yards. I don't fish channel. spots. I fish patterns. Oh, okay. That pattern's okay. going to... True. Okay. That pattern will be gone. Okay. It'll deteriorate tomorrow. Wow. It'll be some fish Thursday, Friday. It'll be gone. Well... It'll come back. It's supposed to rain tonight, right? Yeah. Yeah. It'll it'll deteriorate tomorrow. There'll mm-hmm. still be fish up there because they don't have jetpack strap their ass you know but um yeah it'll deteriorate tomorrow. that would up the game a little bit though. would it though <laughs> it'd make it a bit more exciting i mean not that catfishing isn't exciting you think you'd be able to see them coming a little further away here Dude. comes a jetpack <laughs> <laughs> look at all those rooster tails out there they're on the move today <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it'll come back to you know you get a nice nice weather. Nice weather is what creates that pattern. Stable Crap, pattern. Crappy stable weather. It doesn't. Yeah, the more stable it is, the more it builds up. But yeah. crappy weather sends that that pattern down the tube. But then there's ways around that too. Most of them involve a boat. Mm. 
<laughs> or kayak. Right? Or kayak. There we go. <clears throat> but usually when they deteriorate, kayaking conditions suck. Yeah. yeah. Very true. You get that nasty north wind, big waves, it's cold. Morale was, is a low. Morale's low. That was that was me last week. Oh yeah. <laughs> went went down south a little bit. And there was a north wind. Oh yeah. Cold. Tell us about that a little bit. Uh let's see. I took a was it a four day trip yeah. down south, southeast? No, southwest. Southwest. You know, high hopes. Yes. Get down there. I'm I'm gonna go down there and catch bait. That lake will beat you yeah. down. Well <laughs> guess how much bait I caught? Zero. Zero. Yep. And then I went to, you know... Wait, spill. did you catch bait before you left or try to catch it down I had there? some carp. That ain't bad. Yeah, but... Ain't good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns and then, out. And then usually it was, a, it, was a, it was an impoundment. So you think, okay, I'll just go down to the spillway, catch something. Nothing. There's barely any water coming out. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> spent, so yeah, I spent that first afternoon trying to catch bait. Then it rained from like 5 p.m. till 2 in the morning. We were gonna night fish. That didn't happen. Then the next morning, like, all right, we got we got to use this carp. At least you weren't like camping in a tent. Yeah, we had an Airbnb. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I've been down that on a totally, well, not to be Mister One Upper, but I am one up in you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actually, uh, while we were down there, I was like, all right, I need to I need to watch some videos to inspire me. Did you watch the video of us drowning? Uh, Denny's video. Yes. Yeah, where you went to the causeway. Yep. And then you came back. You're like, man, this guy's crazy. Yep. I am kind of (laughs) crazy. But then, but it it rained and blew wind um, like that all day, all night, trying to sleep in a tent. My tent kept folding over on top of me. (laughs) Like, it's like floating. Me and Sparky were sleeping in this tent, this three man tent. So it's kind of cramped to begin with, and it kept folding on top of us. And one, he, I'd kick it back up, then he'd kick it back up. And after about the fourth or fifth time at like two in the morning, we just left it there. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, my plan was to camp because I was like, yeah, you guys, I thought you guys were. Because yeah. uh, my, my buddy, Mr. Yang, is what we call him. He's, is his uh, last name Yang? Yeah. All right, that makes That'd sense. That'd be a lot weirder for one. I, I think I called him, like, I didn't know his first name for like two years. I didn't know oh, his, okay. Yeah. Hey, he's one of my brother-in-law's uh, good friends. Yeah, I didn't know his name for two years. See, I was like, he was like, you want to get like a cabin or or, or something? I was like, uh, I was just going to bring my otter and sleep in there. That's a better scenario than what we did. <laughs> but then he he's a little older, so he, he likes his creature comforts. Yeah. I was like, and he told me all the cabins were booked. I was like, uh, you know, how about Airbnb? Mm-hmm. Then we found one for like 50 bucks a night. Like, dude. Yeah. That's can't sweet. beat that. Yeah. yeah. Was there a tournament down there that weekend? Nope. There wasn't. Wow. It's like the only weekend there's never, there's not a tournament. Down yeah. There. Yeah. I think there was a tournament the week before and, and maybe the week, the week after. after. Yeah. 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 So the timing on that regard was pretty good. Yeah. That was good. The, just just the fishing was pretty bad. But the most important part sucked. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so did you ever end up getting any other bait? Uh, our buddy Chris, um, the guy that ran the tournament there last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he actually, um, he lives close to there. He lives in, um, does that count as a lake? No. Lake I'll, name? I'll bleep, bleep it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he lives 27 miles west of there. For, <laughs> Well, he lives like 40 minutes yeah. away from there, and he couldn't get bait either, and he's local. Right. He ended up buying these, like, carp uh, carp goldfish 
crossbreeds. It, was, it looks like a goldfish, but it was just brown. Yeah. yeah. He ended up buying like a dozen of those. Like bought out, bought them out from the bait shop. So you had carp and he bought more carp. Yeah. But the thing was, when, when, when we fished with him, only we only got bites on his bait. It's probably fresher. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But you got a couple. Yeah. Yeah, I caught like three. Mr. Mm. Yan caught one. It was his first first blue cat ever. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. That's but something. at that place, one sometimes is all you need because they yeah. they're yeah. freaking monsters. Well, well, his one was like three pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, his his excitement was. But his face, it looked like yeah. he caught fifty pounds. Yeah, hell yeah. I think the first blue I ever caught was, I don't know if it was a pound. Yeah, mine was pretty small too. My first one. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it was uh, down in Missouri. I was fishing for blue cats, didn't catch any, and then a big school of hybrids came through, Ooh. just smoking shad, and I was throwing a spoon at them, catching them, having a blast. And then a little one-pound blue cat ended up on there. I don't know if I snagged it or if it swiped at it, or but I got <laughs> it on the bank. That, we did. We did. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of when I was down there last year, and fish were just blowing up for like, all day, like five hours straight. But I didn't have my um, I didn't have my like bass gear with me. So at the end of the day, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna go check out these fish." I get over there thinking they're thinking they're white bass. Like, okay, let's see some white bass. I get over there. There's catfish everywhere, all over the surface on my fish finder, from like the top of the water down to the bottom. All fish, all little ones. Yeah, all little ones. Probably like two, three pounders. Yeah, that's crazy. And then you go there and. You struggle to find any, and you see something like that. Yeah. It's like every two to three pound blue cat in the lake is right here right now. Yeah. And, and then, if you weren't here right now, you wouldn't catch it. Yeah. And then the next day, so I, I was smart. I was like, all right, I'm going to bring a casting spoon with me in case I need to get more bait. And then I started catching small blues on the spoon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. It happens. Well, I caught that one down in Oklahoma on that swim bait, and he yeah. crushed it. I talked about it on the video. Um, actually, it left such an impression that I talked about it multiple times on multiple videos afterwards. <laughs> but I casted it out. It was like the second cast, almost pitch black, and it was deep. And I had a quarter ounce, and I'm just holding the rod by my side, letting it fall, not thinking anything's going to happen. Then all of a sudden, wham! And I set the hook, obviously, and felt heavy and came in, and it was like a three, four, five pound blue cat huh. with the jig and swim bait gone. <laughs> like it was not visible. Wow. Do you hear, do you hear much about people catching with artificials? Um, you hear more about flyheads. Yeah. 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 But obviously it happens. I mean, you catch channels on artificials. Yeah, that's true. When they hit it, they crush it. They don't thump it. That blue thumped it. Hmm. Like I did not expect a blue cat. I honestly thought it was a flathead the way it was fighting. But just because it felt heavy on light spinning rod and it didn't make a, a run or anything, but yeah, ended up being a blue cat. <clears throat> yeah, I first yeah I got a I need I for some reason I gave myself like an arbitrary uh, weight that I need to catch <laughs> for some reason and for some reason it's thirty pounds. I'm like I need to go down there and catch right, a thirty. So pounder. That's here's how you got to yeah. think of it. You're going down there. You, well, this is how I think about it. And it sets you up for much, it lowers your expectations substantially. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I go on a trip, I, and usually I go when the fishing isn't as great around here, I want to catch a fish bigger than what, what I would have caught at home. Hmm. So, I mean, anything over 10 pounds, 
That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Iowa's, yeah, 10-pounder in Iowa, it's... They don't come around every day this time of year. Right. Well, they did yesterday, but... (laughs) And the day before that. (laughs) Multiples of them, right? Um, My buddy Sam hooked one that would have been low to mid-teener and busted him off. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it rolled around and thrashed and went freaking ape shit out there too Dude, much heat tail. sam too much heat oh yes <laughs> too much heat. <laughs> well the funny thing is uh he, he got here and he didn't come inside and i was trying to finish uh some put some finishing touches on a video before i went out there because i'd upload a video that that day and heard his big diesel roll in the driveway and then woody starts barking at him and i'm like all right hurry up hurry up and i walk outside a couple minutes later and he said oh hey i knew you're home I'm like why is that? Because your dog was barking at me. All right. Neat. <laughs> but he's sitting back there, rigging all his poles, all nonchalant, taking his time. We're driving down there. He's talking about how much he likes this new leader line he got. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he said it was 32-pound test. Should have been 34. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> I never heard of 32-pound yeah, test. 32 is a weird number. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But apparently, I don't know if it... It started was, at 40. It was just pretty <laughs> crappy stuff. I don't know if it was European line or if it was, like, Japanese line or... Oh, boy. He said it was not not American-made line. and he, But he was real high on it. So I'm assuming... How about now? How does he feel about yeah. it now? He doesn't get rattled about anything. But I'm going to bet he... Well, he, it's Channel Cats. He doesn't think too highly of Channel Cats either. He'll probably just keep using it. Would be my guess. <laughs> It's just a little little bit of irony. I think September. He's, he should take a trip with us in September. I don't have time. Like what? I have all these trips I want to go on. and right. He's going to be too busy. I know. I He's a guide now, remember? Yeah, right. i got to make that money. That man. is true. That is true. I'm going on another trip in September. Oh, are you? Where are you going? Or Ga- can, can you tell or no? Guyana. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, heard, I heard about this already. Yeah. Did I tell you? Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I haven't been telling a lot of people because I keep thinking it's going to fall through. Uh, like there's going to be like new COVID regulations uh, pop up and they'll uh, be like, nah, you can't go over here. Or I'll, they'll be like, you can come over here, but you might not get to leave. Yeah. That might mm. be all right. Actually, well, <laughs> well, it wouldn't be because where we fly out of is a long ways from where we fish and you got to take a float plane to get there. Oh, oh wow. Which will be an experience in its own right. They... You can only take a maximum of 35 pounds of gear per person. Oh. That includes food, everything? Everything. You're going to have to catch your food. Well, they... So do they weigh you in? And they then... weigh your luggage. Oh, yeah. Like... <laughs> well, <laughs> my, my brother's going, and he's a big boy, and... Uh, He's down to 25 pounds. <laughs> yeah. I hope not, because he's going to be bringing a lot of my extra stuff. Because <laughs> he's not going to fish. Oh. He wants to, and he was the one who wanted to go. Like, he just wants to experience the rainforest and cook. He wants to do campfire cooking. I'm like, badass, man. Hell yeah. And he brought it up once, and I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. And then he brought up again and again. I'm like, all right, I'll look into it. And then we just rolled into it. And nice. I said, fine. Uh, it's number one on my bucket list. Let's go make it happen. So it's me, him, and my buddy Wes, and, uh, Thai Pig Patrol YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's been down there, though. So I wanted to go with somebody who'd been down there. And I reached out. Well, I didn't necessarily. I I reached out to him for some, you know, 
suggestions and he's like dude i'm gonna go if you want to go <laughs> okay all right let's figure out a date so it's booked i paid for mine all of it so i won't back out because <laughs> i know what I, I i know how i function you know i'm like i'm gonna pay it all right now so i can't back out makes sense i'm gonna try to hopefully catch you know a paraiba arapaima pyara peacocks i've been i've been holding my pee for a while <laughs> I, I was like man when's a good time to interrupt I think this is a good time. Pee break. Pee break. (laughs) If you're someone who spends a lot of time outside, and since you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you probably are. Sunglasses are super important, and Waterland sunglasses are my personal favorite. They're super comfortable. I mean, I have a pair on right now. can barely even tell they're there, other than the fact that, you know, everything's a little bit darker. But seriously, they don't pinch your head behind your ears like a lot of sunglasses do. So you don't have to take them off every couple hours, you know, and massage that spot behind your ears. Wearing them all day is no big deal. They have they have awesome lenses, too. I mean, they cut glare like no other. They're practically like putting on fish x-ray vision. And you'll look great in them. My favorite frames are the Ashers. I like how the sides are a little bit wider, you know. Keeps that little bit more of that glare out of your eyes and helps you see in the water a little bit better. And You don't have to squint your eyes all day and... You don't have that fatigue, which is is really nice. And if you want to help support this podcast, you can use promo code RC10 at checkout, and that'll save you 10% off on your sweet sweet new shades, and you'll help support the River Certified Podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so much for guy. We're gonna go from Guyana to ice fishing. <laughs> polar opposites. Polar opposites. I've never caught a hybrid through the ice. And Granny's like, "Oh, I didn't catch a hybrid through the ice this year. Woe is me!" And I'm like, "I've never caught one through the ice." You've been close. Yeah, close, close to you. Why you were really one? <laughs> I. You know what? I would have never caught the wiper through the ice if it wasn't for him, though. He's the one who got us on the bite. So it was. Um, You're giving me way too much that's credit. Some nice selfless bullcrap over there. I don't care because I've never caught one. That's all I care about. I'm self-centered. It's yeah. it's a blast. Wow, look fun. Bet. I bet. Especially when they takes the runs. Yeah. When they take the runs. Do they run like they do in the spring? Yeah. yeah. And just imagine well, on you're the 32 inch. on like small gear, yeah. so they're yeah. they might yeah. be chilled out, but they're gonna they, yeah. you know scale all scales down equivalent. I'm sure, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yes, I imagine I've never caught one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, like you're using what like basically panfish gear, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. 32 inch rod. Most of the times, 32 inch rod is like long for like the average ice rod. Yeah. Oh yeah. Most but I, feel, yeah. I feel like people are using 26, longer, longer ice rods now though. I think so. Well, I think with the hub style you can yeah, versus yeah. the flip over style. You know, yeah. the hub gives you a lot more room. Well, we had issues we were setting up. Have, have you ever caught a wiper through the ice rod? I've not. I've never fished for them through the ice, oh. truthfully. Dude, it sucks, but then one if you can get on them, <laughs> you're selling yeah. him on it. Yeah. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, I'm being I'm, real. I'm, oh, yeah. You're yeah. right though. It's yeah. it's like it's so weird. I don't even know. Like like when I open water fish, I have in my mind, okay, where's my best shot catching the biggest fish tonight? And that's where I go. Yeah. When I go ice fishing, it's like, how many of my buddies want to drink beer? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. my ice fishing is not really up 
up to the same caliber as my as my open water fishing. But yeah, that's is it, fair. Is it your skill or your mindset? Sounds like oh, your definitely mindset. my mindset. Definitely. <laughs> but you know, I spent most of my life either wrestling or coaching wrestling or having a son that wrestled. So my ice fishing time has been minimal. Mm. You know, so when I when I do get a chance to get out, I usually do it with a lot of buddies and we have a good time and make more noise than the fish can enjoy and they're gone so yeah, I, I do feel like ice <laughs> it's fishing, okay because the beers don't run yeah, away. <laughs> yeah i feel like ice fishing can be more social yeah for sure i don't know all the fishing i do is pretty social well i mean there's a lot there's a lot different about fishing during the day first of all because i do a lot of night fishing during the summer and you know that's a sacrifice when you work at seven o'clock the next morning. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And a lot of people aren't willing to make that sacrifice. So I, ice fishing is more social. The reason being is because you, you're not moving. Because when you open water, you can if you're bank fishing, you can walk here, walk away. You know, you can here. walk on the water when you're ice fishing. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> true, true. But most of the time, if it's frigid. And you're, you're stuck. If it's crappy, you want to yeah. be in a hub. You're yeah. going to be in a hub with your buddies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like you guys going to be walking around, you know, fishing. Right. So that's why I think it's more social in that sense. Well, and you can fish like a big party. You know, you can True. have like 30 people in one <laughs> spot just yeah. hanging out. In fact, actually, if you want to catch catfish through the ice, that's a way to do it. So you get like More 20 people out, out there yeah. and you get like 60 <laughs> rods spread out and jaw jackers and stuff. And then you know one goes off every once in a while, Boom. and it's sweet. Or or it goes off and nobody even notices. For, and you look over and the rod just going wah wah. <laughs> Had that happen? I took the um, it wasn't a party, but I took a bunch of uh, fifth fifth graders to eighth graders out ice fishing. Not this year, but the year prior. And I set out a bunch of jaw jackers, you know, just hoping they'd get to reel in a catfish. And one went off and. Nobody noticed because <laughs> I'm like running around untangling lines, baiting hooks, you know, like this is how the Vexlar works. Don't turn that knob. I said, don't turn that knob, <laughs> you know, like, just all that crap going on. And then we're getting cleaned up and I'm looking at the rods and the jaw jackers and, you know, one's straight up and I run over to it and reel a little bit. I'm like, there's a fish on here. Oh, Jack, you want to reel in this fish? He reels in a catfish. Nice. Yeah. I'm still a virgin. I Dude, I told you the I recipe. Know. I tried. It didn't work. You went there? I went on my own for like two hours. You I went just... to this undisclosed body of water by my house yes. and didn't tell me? Well, you, you son you, of a bitch. You told me when to go and I went. And but you then... didn't even tell me you were going. <laughs> well, I, just, I only had like a two, an hour and a half to two hours. Well, you know how long it takes to send a text message? <laughs> two <laughs> seconds. Right. You're right. <laughs> And then you probably could have showed me the right spot. I would have. That could have been it. Not now. Missed your chance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like with ice fishing. Now you can book a trip. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. I feel like with ice fishing, there's like if you go during the week, like a work a work day, like that's about all the time you got. Like an hour or two. An hour or two. Yeah. Well, you can't fish fish dark. Yeah. You could. Well, it's usually dark by the time you get there. Yeah. Depends on where you go. Yeah, I mean, if you got to travel very far, sure. But well, you guys get out like I get out. I'm on. I can be if I have all my stuff in my truck. I can be on the road at three thirty. Mm. Yeah, your hours aren't like my hours. Anybody are pretty else. good for ice fishing, <laughs> honestly. 
But waking up at five is not great for flathead fishing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why did I even go to sleep? Yeah. Tell you what, that last two weeks of school every year is rough. Mm. And this year we extended it a week. We just got extended two days, my kids. No, but our year was shifted a week. Oh. So we started a week late and it shifted a week further into summer. Yeah. So when's your last day teaching? I don't even know. Yeah. I just know I'm not going to be there either way. <laughs> yeah, right. I love that. I already I'm, on, I'm on vacation. Hello. Yeah, I didn't make the announcement on here. I'm going to be a full-time fishing guide slash YouTuber, and hopefully I make enough money to uh, at least you know get some cans of beans and <laughs> some ramen. Yeah, some ramen. Tea. 30 cents a piece. Yes. <laughs> So uh um, be the most smiling broke guy I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that's no joke. <laughs> Let me ask you, uh when you take all those kids out fishing, how did they did they enjoy? Are they addicted? What I mean, what was the Well, uh, I don't I mean, some kids are just inclined. Okay. And you can get a kid hooked quotation marks um even though they probably would have got hooked anyway. But it's more of a I mean, they all had fun. That's what yeah. meth dealers say too. <laughs> <laughs> Right, they he would have got hooked anyway. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is, I like, I'm not making a big difference. You know, it's more of a you give them this experience. Hopefully, they ha- had fun. I think all the kids left smiling, um, but they're not going to go out fishing on their own because they can't because they're like mm. ten. You know, that's the thing. Because yep. there's, yeah. I forget that sometimes. And I'm talking to kids, and I'm like, why don't you go fishing? They're like, I don't have any way to get there. Yeah. And like, ride your bike. Oh wait. You live eight miles from the nearest body of water, which, you know, you hop in a vehicle and you're there in 10 minutes. No big deal, but it's different. So I hope it continues to expand as they get older. And then I look back and realize how blessed I was. Like I didn't have anybody in my family who was super duper inefficient, but I always had somebody who'd take me Mm. or drop me off, you know, and not every kid's got that. So I was super blessed for that. Oh, Mike, I just asked that because um, this year, I mean, Mike, you you can attest to it. My kids, the two older girls, addicted to ice fishing. More so than open water? Yes. Really? A thousand percent. That's sweet. Really? Um, I don't know. It's because they caught more. I don't, no, no, well, it's well, not. Think... Because cause open water, they caught. I got them on a good you know, bluegill bite. Yeah. Um, you get them on them bullheads. See, here's, here's my thoughts. I think the difference between open water and ice fishing for them is when they go ice fishing, you're bringing out like you're bringing out like noodles, snacks, just like stuff to keep them mm, preoccupied. Party atmosphere yeah. and a Vexlar, you know, yeah. something to kind of oh, look yeah. at, play like with. Video games. My, yeah. my kid used to love. I like. I bought a little Aquaview underwater camera because you know I like to fish for long periods of time. And at the time he was five or six, he'd watch that like the TV. For it's true. hours. Yeah, yeah. I, I can do that, TV. too. It's yeah. a screen. But, it's, it's but, I mean, he's like, when oh, you see, it comes on, it comes on. Dude, when you see a fish show up on that camera, I'm no different. Yeah. I'm the same way. Exactly. And the first time he saw it connect, like, I always had it on his lure, and the first time he saw that fish suck it in, he, I, I'm surprised he caught the fish. <laughs> he just went crazy. But it was pretty cool. Yeah, I remember when we took your kids out and I had my underwater camera. Yeah. I was more excited. I was like, there's a freaking bass over there. I'm like, hey, girl, look, 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 look. It's true, though. But, um, no, I think you're right. I think I think bringing all that equipment and just the atmosphere of, of 
so yeah, I think you might be right. Just bringing all that yeah. stuff, and it's cold out, and you're in a nice warm shack. You yeah. know, you got the heater rolling. But then, why? I mean, you're right though. Why? Why are they not as addicted to the open water fishing? I took them out, and I got them on a good bite. Do you Maybe bring they're them, just ice anglers. Do you bring Maybe. them noodles in the open water? No, See? I, bring them, yeah. I bring them snacks, but. It's not the same. During no. the summer, warmer Are they months, warm noodles? You have a lot. Yeah. You have a lot more things to do. In the winter time, you're inside all the time. Yeah, you're cramped. I, I you don't have right. as much to do. That's your output. So, you I know, will say though, excitement. people who are addicted to ice fishing are like freaks about it. Like I'm. Addicted. There's no in between. Either I'm, you're like, yeah, I go ice fishing, or you're like, I go ice fishing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Very accurate. I agree, man. Yeah, I'm that guy, I think, when it comes to that season for a good, like, about two months. It's out of necessity for me, really, because what else am I going to do? Like, I love fishing. I can't just not fish for three, four months. Yeah. I used to, believe it or not. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, all I, I did too, was actually. DIY. Like I built stuff all winter for when the, the ice thawed. And <laughs> I, I, well, all right. So here's the difference. Um, I'd go out like two times a year through the ice, but I didn't have crap. I didn't. Ha- I had a hand auger. I didn't have a shelter. No heater. I, I, I thought of ice fishing as you go out. I didn't have a vex. You know, I'm just uh, sit on this bucket and stare at this hole for three hours, <laughs> and I might catch two bluegills. <laughs> like, okay, it's so the I'm going to go. Dumbest sport ever. Absolutely. <laughs> but then once I got a flasher, it was just like, this is kind of cool. It's <laughs> yeah, game changer. I'm going to get a hut and a heater. Yeah. Then now I'm going to get a new one. It's just a snowball. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it was. It snowballed. Yeah. Well, one of the earlier trips when you hadn't been fishing much, uh, me and Garrett and you went to that private pond. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a good And time. he's catching like six-pound bass through the ice, and these bluegill are ten and a half. Just jumbo. Ten and a half inches. The good old private yeah. water fish, yeah. you know. <laughs> Where you catch them on gummy worms. I mean, they're just everywhere. <laughs> wow. I went to that pond to catch bluegills when it was open water for bait, and I sight-fished a 12-pound channel cat. <laughs> Like, I saw it cruising the top, reeled my worm, and, like, my little chunk of worm under bobber for bluegills, slid it six inches below the water, cast it at him, and he immediately turned on it, went by it, and my heart sank. And then he turned back around and just (laughs) annihilated it. Just kidding. (laughs) Set the hook. 40 yards of line, gone instantly on my little ultralight ring. <laughs> oh, it was probably a 10-minute fight on there, Dang. putting the straight heat on them. I didn't know there was many bait-sized fish in there. Everything I catch there is just jumbo. Flathead bait. Is there bait too big? No, there's not. You know the answer to this question. I thought about using the channel for bait. And I was like, better not. Real story. I, I don't care about state records except for one. I want the Black Bullhead state record so damn bad. What's the record? Uh, five pounds, eight ounces. Really? Dude. Yeah. That's a bullhead. Yeah. I want him. Right there on the wall. Yep. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a replica mount, and I'm going to use him for bait. <laughs> and if he doesn't get eaten by a flathead, I'm going to eat him. <laughs> oh, I'm going to reel him in at the end of the night and play him out. 
I can't imagine a five pound bullhead. I've fat- got one pound, one and a half pound, maybe, pounds. and they're huge. Five pounds, about what? My bullhead. quotation marks PB <laughs> black bullhead is two and three quarter pounds. Mm. I'm pretty proud That's of that one. Ginormous. I don't tell people how big a fish I catch, but I'll brag about the size <laughs> of the bullhead I caught. Oh, what's your biggest bullhead? Oh, pound? <laughs> yeah. I got a two and three quarter pounds. Two point seven five pounds. Suck it. Suck it. <laughs> I can't even remember the last time I like tried catching bullheads, honestly. You're not a catfish man. <laughs> not a flathead cat catfish yeah. man. Alright, that's fair. You're not a flathead catfish man. <laughs> At least not a well, there'd be somebody who's like down south who's like only uses skipjack and live gizzard shad and just beats the brakes off of them and be like, you don't need bullheads to catch them. You're right. But we can't use live gizzard shad. Definitely can't transport it. Right. And in a kayak, catching and keeping live gizzard shad is not a viable option. So I get the hardiest <laughs> bait fish I can, green sunfish and bullheads, and that's what I use. You guys ever, you ever done the snoodle thing? Snoot, you mean noodling? <laughs> noodling, snoodling. <laughs> Whatever y'all got. Snoodle. No, noodling is illegal, so he snoodles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm not noodling, I'm snoodling. <laughs> Are you guys stupid or something? That's noodling with a snorkel. <laughs> Much safer. I've done it. Not yeah. in Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Oklahoma. Um, I what? actually... I I actually ooh I did nail it five pounds eight ounces is the bullhead record. Nice. I had to fact check myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did it down in Oklahoma, and it was fun. I enjoyed it. But as fate would have it, the next day I went fishing below the dam, and along the road there was a every bit of a hundred and fifty pound alligator snapping turtle there, with a head as big around as a coffee can, and that big old hooked beak on the end. Said that that's the end of my noodling days. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine if you reached somewhere and that thing bit your hand? I almost think I would want that turtle to bite my hand off because if he held onto it, you're not going to get away, right? And you're going to drown. So it's either fifty pound turtle. That's yeah. just that's, that's a, scary. And he digs his claws into the yeah. dirt. You ain't dragging. I mean, especially because like that beak's going all the way through your hand. Oh yeah, it's like a fishing hook. Yeah, I mean, it's not yanking it out. And you don't. And everyone's like, you never hear that story. I literally saw a video. That's because they drowned. on Facebook today. <laughs> <laughs> they're not they alive. Don't to, talk. Yeah, they're God. not alive to tell they the story. They just went missing. <laughs> Good touche salesman. <laughs> so yeah, I've I've done it. Uh, it's fun. It really is. Okay. Until you have that thought in the back of your head. Yeah. If it was legal in Iowa, I'm not saying I'd do it. I might. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, That's it is. just such a good time of year to catch fish anyway. That is. It, don't get well the spawn is not. Well when they're in the holes, it is not a good time. Pre spawn is Yeah. I don't know. But they don't all spawn at the same time. I don't know. You know what I mean? The problem is the ethics that go along with it, you know. But on the other end, so I'm not going to say I'm going to go noodling. I'm not saying I'm going to support noodling. But I'm not saying I'm not. Um, the big argument is... There's the fence. I'm going to ride. I'm, I'm sitting on top of this fence. <laughs> and I'm going to support both sides, though. Um, so I understand where people are like, you shouldn't noodle because these fish are on beds. 
And if you yank them off the bed, you interrupt their natural breeding process. Mm. Okay. So I understand. So does a flood. Um, every time, well, so does a flood. And then um, people fish for bass and bluegill on beds all the time, and nobody bats an eye. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more bass and bluegill than flathead. And that is a great counter argument. Mm-hmm. Now, it would be interesting to put a camera on, let's say, a crappie bed where you catch a crappie, let it get back go, see what that nest does. Does it produce? Is it disturbed? That's a good question. That's a you know? great. I think that's something that could be done, too. I you think know, oh, yeah. on a crappie spawn bed or even a bass, something that's able. shallow water. I'm sure it's already been done by some. There's some fisheries biologists who did their. Well, there goes my thesis. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you should have done your background yeah. research. <laughs> See, those are I, the questions we should have asked when we had them on our podcast. That's a great question. See, I did a better job of pairing than you guys did. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll, we're, we're going to take notes for uh, when we get the DNR guy on our podcast. Yeah. That's a no. It's an honest, good question. I'm just curious how yeah. it reacts. After. Are you? Can you get a DNR guy on yours? Yeah, we've had a couple, and we're going to have the uh, biometrician on again. Yeah. I think next week. I tried to ask a fisheries biologist to come on here, and he's like, "Nah." Uh, <laughs> I bet you can get Robbie on here. You can get Robbie. you know Robbie, but I want someone who's linked Local to Iowa, in Iowa. Oh, and yeah. impacts the regulations here, and I want okay. some answers. Well, on, we, we give you a couple guys. Well, it's maybe yeah. how you ask them. <laughs> that's, if that's your go-to line. Yeah. Offer them beer and food. Excuse me, sir. Get, I'd like some that's, answers. That's, that's more than I offered Grandy and Kit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we walked in, and Ryan was working on his sink. Yeah. yeah. So, so FYI, yeah, we were here watching them struggle with a sink for 45 minutes. That was my first job as a disposal <laughs> I, I did not know that it had a special tool that came with it yeah i was on step 14 and i had to go back to step three to get the job done right but it got done <laughs> that's it the thing got done. garbage disposal replaced yeah, i'd hire you and hopefully it doesn't leak yeah that there's they make buckets for a reason <laughs> so more of the story about the whole noodling thing is i'm not sure because I don't have the answers, and I try to stay ob- objective as possible on things and try not to let emotion make my decisions for me. I try to make my decisions based on information, and there's not enough information out there for me to say definitively it is bad or definitively it is okay. I'm not going to say it's good for him because anytime you mess with a critter, it's not going to be good for him, but how bad is it for him? I don't know. But what I would be interested in is what if I made a video me down in Oklahoma noodling and then made a video of me um, walking rocks and dropping live bullheads in front of these crevices where I mean I know these fish are spawning there and then caught these spawning fish and see the level of hate difference between the videos Hmm. because either way you're still yanking a fish out of a nest Mm mm-hmm same end result. But the struggle would be outside of the crevice, no, not no inside way, the crevice. No way. You drop it in front of that hole, that fish is going to come out, nab it, and the first thing he's going to do is turn around. You're going to have to that's drag true. him yeah. eight feet out of that that underwater cave. Because that's what it is. They're un- big ones yeah. live in big caves. They're, they might be eight feet back in there or further. So as soon as he grabs it, he's turning around, and a fresh flathead 
the power of a fresh flathead it, compared to one that you fought on rod and reel for even a minute is unbelievable. Like even a 20. Like down in Oklahoma, man, grabbed on a 20 and just the, I just thought I was going to beast him. You know, wow. like I got the old iron grip. I got him. Ain't no big deal. <laughs> I, I, I heard about that one after he got away. <laughs> Told you to use the stringer. Thought you were tough, didn't you? Well, I thought I was. Now I know I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. That's enough noodling. Talking about bait earlier. You got a you got a bait tank yet, Kit? No. You're not a real catfisherman. <laughs> I, I don't. I keep going back to you know. I keep telling myself I needed. I need to get a bait tank. Surprised you haven't. Um, they're lazy. so convenient. Yeah, they are but super they, convenient. They are. They're convenient because you get off work, like you said. You only got a couple hours till dark. You just grab your bait out of the tank and go. Yep. You know, it's, it's and if sweet. you have them left over, you put them right back in. Yeah, it's on my to do list. It's, a lot of to do lists. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Amen to yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, like replace the garbage disposal. <laughs> <laughs> One less thing on the to do list. <laughs> Just call your electrician, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> always works. Should have called the plumber, buddy. Absolutely. God, I'm not very smart. <laughs> I don't know, Ryan. What What's your bait tank set up like? Uh, it's an old freezer. It's an old chest freezer. Um, I've had forty some baits in it for you know not a long period of time. But if you filled it up higher, I bet you could fit more in there. I I could, but I don't want to stress them. But, but I just got, you know, uh, a kitty litter bucket, and and it's got uh, holes drilled in the bottom. It's got Brillo pads, or the green... Like Scotch-Brite pads? Scotch-Brite pads. Yeah. And then some gravel that's been washed, and then Scotch-Brite pads over that. And then uh, just got a circulating pump that runs, I don't know, the size of it. Not very big. But it seems to work pretty well. Mine's similar. It's a 100-gallon cattle trough tank, and I have the kitty litter box in, or bucket. And the thing that's nice about that is when you have your drain. So I didn't. I tried one with holes in the bottom, but I have a lid on it with uh, plastic like chicken wire, basically. And what happens is as the water drained on top of it, it would leach out and then drip off the sides. I cut like a uh, softball size hole in my lid, and then my my return water goes inside the bucket. You must not have creek chubs in there very often, because what, they, they always mean? jump out. No, I've I've got it over. I've got netting over my tank, but my bucket's sitting on top of the netting. Oh, so it's but, flush with the netting and yes, it's still sealed. It's sitting my bucket is sitting on top of my netting. I yeah. build a two by four frame around the top of my freezer. Uh huh. With netting on top of it. And my bucket just sits directly on the netting. Alright, I'm gonna build one specifically for creek chubs and I might end up doing something like that. Because that seems like there's fewer I was connections. Lost. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, so what I Are did they with gonna mine, get in the bucket? What what I did with mine was um I had my, I have my bucket. What the hell is that? Excuse me. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was an audio issue for a second. 
That was my, it was my thumb rubbing against the no. <laughs> Anyway, so I have my kitty litter bucket, and I like those because they have uh, flat sides. They're not rounded. So if you have any connections, you should be able to seal them better, but mine still leaks like it has holes in it. And uh, it runs some tubing out the bottom. Same filter set up with Scotch-Rite prep pads and gravel. And the water runs through a tube out the bottom into my tank. And the pump that pumps the water up into the bucket, I have a 100-gallon bait tank, so I use a 1,000-gallon per hour pump. And usually 10 to 1 ratio is where it's at. As far as you want your, your tank to recirculate 10 times an hour. Hmm. I got to graduate to real cat fishermen and, and build my bait tank. <laughs> right. They just... Put you. Where you can buy them. They're only like nine hundred bucks. Oh, not as cool. Or I could well, build you one at eight seventy five. Nine hundred is kind of steep. Too. <laughs> I'll have me a shad tank one of these days. It's just they do a great job, but they're just I. I don't make enough money. Why? What do you mean? They're nine. Like they're nine hundred to twelve hundred dollars new for a shad tank. Could you build one? You could, and I'm going to try, but it's tough to beat mm. the tried, true, and tested. Any of them. There's Sunshine, Gray Line, Extreme. Uh, there seems to be a new one popping up all the time, but all of those are great bay tanks. But the issue is it has to have current, right? Yeah. So you can't have corners on the inside. It's got to be rounded. Yep. It's got to be insulated because warm yep. water. Yep. Mm. Filtration. Filtration is the because big one. They puke and scale out and vomit. pH ammonia spikes, spikes and yeah. That, that's a lot of maintenance. Yeah, that's why most people just freeze them and use them suck. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's what <laughs> well, dude, everything wants to eat a shad. Yeah. Yes. My biggest yeah. hybrid last year ate a shad. My biggest walleye last year ate a shad. My biggest flathead last year didn't eat a shad, but he would have. He would have. would have been a shad there. In, in that foot and a half water where he was at. Right, right. <laughs> well, you can even get the shad home in Iowa anyways. Yeah, you have to yeah. catch them on the water. You can't yeah. transport yeah. You can't use them on lakes. You can't use them on ponds. You can only use them on rivers, and you got to catch them while you're there. And even then, I don't advertise that, even though I am right now. <laughs> Nobody's listening. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Spill your guts. Yeah. <laughs> There's no substitute for the real thing, especially the thing that they're eating the most of, and that's live shed. So yeah, there's, I mean, there's there's no thought why half the lures look like a shad because mm. that's you know half the colors are mimicked after a shad. If yeah. I could have any flathead bait like instantly appear in my bait tank and stay alive. Give me two dozen eight to 12 inch shad every time. I still like greenies. No, Green they're not. Fish You've never used God, shad. They're awesome. You've never used a live shad. No, because you beat, I don't like them. You'd be, <laughs> you'd, you would after you used they're one. They're stinky. They are. Yeah, uh, they are. Yes. Agreed. And you always find the scales later. Like, doesn't matter. That might be the most annoying thing is the scales. Because there's, like, products that you can put on your hands to make the fish smell go away. And they work pretty dang good. But the scales don't go away. Mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a shower, go to bed, wake up the next day. Oh, there's a scale on my arm still. <laughs> yes. And, like, how did it get on my arm? Right. <laughs> Cat fisherman life. Imagine what it's going to be like now, guiding. 
Are you excited? You'd be wading through scales into this room next time. (laughs) How excited are you? I'm terrified. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. So I've kind of always had an entrepreneurial mindset, but I grew up at a time where, and it's been this way for a long time, but when I grew up, it was you go to college, you get a job. Growing up, I... And I've actually found myself kind of embarrassed later. Like I, all I did was yard work and maintenance and mowed lawns and shoveled snow. And that's how I made all my money in high school and played poker. I made money playing poker. <laughs> oh, um, we still got to do that. We oh, still, yeah. yeah I'll still. take your money, too. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> 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 Ryan. Shh. <laughs> Ryan took my money last time. <laughs> but... um Anyway, so I grew up doing that, and then I hear people talking about getting paychecks and stuff, and I'm like, I've never actually got a paycheck. I've just, you know, been paid by the job, and but I loved it. I loved the being my own boss. I loved having control, being being the captain, you know, making all the decisions. Like I love that. And then I went to college and got a job, and I like teaching a lot, but I love fishing, and I love the idea of being my own boss. But I'm terrified of the lack of security. Risk mm. reward. Risk reward. And I don't need much. I just please allow me to make enough money to pay my bills. <laughs> <laughs> Ella, please don't leave me. Yeah. <laughs> Actually That's what it boils down to. That's probably the number one concern. And in, you know, if she did, nobody's gonna blame her, including me. So Yeah. She she was a lot better trooper than I thought she was. Yes. <laughs> I just hope it doesn't come to that. So, yeah, I'm really excited about the idea of, of having the freedom to make my own decisions and do all that stuff. But the lack of financial security is pretty scary. So we'll see how it works out. Well, you kind of look at it like you're an insurance salesman now. You know, every morning you wake up broke. You just got to go out and get it. You're right. You got to go out and get it. You're right. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's catching bait. It doesn't matter if it's scouting. It doesn't matter if it's a trip. You get out every morning and you go, you go get it. You so, earn it. So there lies in the other thing that I'm concerned is I want to balance the get out and earn it with not burning out mm. and having the one activity that I love well, more than anything turn into a job, and then I feel like I have nothing. In, as far well, I have things in my life, but as far as like passions to pursue, I would no longer have a passion, and that's kind of scary. So, but you tr- have a pretty good buffer in your YouTube videos. I I do. Like, there's not a sole financial burden on your guiding trips. You know, yeah, you make well. Enough. That's the whole idea is that like you put together as many revenue streams as possible to yes. increase Diverse. financial yeah. security. Yep, and that's my goal of it. And but. there's always pop cans. You're right. <laughs> or, or beer cans. Yeah. You're going to have at least, what? He, he's sitting on at least two 36 bucks. right now. Yeah. 36 yeah. cans right now. He's sitting on two bucks. Yeah. <laughs> two bucks. What is that? A dollar 30? <laughs> no, hey, it's more right. than that. My yeah, math I, think it's more than yeah. I was going to say, I can't do math right now. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited. I hope it works out. Obviously, um, if it does, I'll be living the dream. And if it doesn't, then can I crash in your basement anytime? <laughs> okay, you can take care of the four kids. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm staying at Ryan's. <laughs> Come on, man. Bring the kids over. I I <laughs> like to wake up Uncle Spencer. I, I enjoy kids. Um, 
from afar. No. <laughs> My wow, that sounds terrible. And he's <laughs> a teacher. I'm a teacher. I like kids. But I teach junior high and... Um, Which, if you like kids in junior high, you like kids, because that's pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, you're right. You're that's right. a pretty bad demographic to get along with. And I get along with them just fine. They Sometimes they don't get along with me, but I get along with them. <laughs> <laughs> I might be the bigger problem than the kids half the time. Well, do they check out your videos? Some of them do. Some of them really like them. There's a handful of them that actually like this podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. So you're not teaching. Hello, kids. <laughs> Hello, kids. <laughs> Hello, Clarice. <laughs> now it just got weird. <laughs> what were we talking about? Bait tanks? Uh, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Something bait tanks. Yeah, you need to step up. So if I, if, if I build a bait tank, I need a cat litter box. That's what or I'm getting any, from this. any bucket with a lid. Any bucket with a lid yeah. will work. I like the cat litter box because of the flat sides. If you're going to run it, tubing out the side of it, or well, you're going to run tubing, so but you're going to run tubing into it because you're going to pump the water into it, and it's yeah, nice to be. It helps to seal that that connection, you know. Like I said, I've got like a softball size hole in the top of mine, and I've got a one inch PVC with a bunch of holes drilled in it. But I have a hose fitting, so my hose runs up into this PVC with the holes in it. And it just sits on top of my Scotch Bright pads inside the bucket. So mine's more of a free fall system than what his is. Like I have less leaking problems. Oh, I have mine's tons all, of leaking problems. Mine's all internal, and it just gravity feeds out the bottom. And so. I say this after we did our plumbing work. <laughs> yeah, yours sounds a little bit more sophisticated. It's not. His is simpler. Yeah, oh, mine wow. is simpler. Yeah. I just use gravity. He just. Not great at explaining it in a simple way. What kind of bait fish are you thinking? Probably just all of them. Green sunfish, bluegills, crappie. How big of a tank do you need for something like that? You can realistically, like the general rule of thumb is one fish per gallon. Okay. So, so. 40 gallon, 40 baits. Mm. But the, one of the biggest things, like how badass is your filtration system? Like, you And how to, much are they going to sit in there? Time frame. Yes. Okay. Because if you have bait in there all the time, over time you'll get those beneficial bacteria that will grow in your filter. So when you clean your filter, don't clean it with a hose because chlorine will kill them. Take water out of the tank and like scrub them out in the tank, and they'll be gross, dirty, black, whatever, but you won't kill the bacteria, and you can put them back in there, and they'll be back to just munching on ammonia. You know, just yeah. doing their their thing, um, and that makes a big difference. People talk about like water temperature and water changes, and I'm not saying I got it dialed and figured out, but I changed the water in my bait tank one time last year, and I can count the number of die offs on two hands. And I'm talking, we're running hundreds, if not maybe thousands, of baits through that thing a year. Yeah. But maybe also the other side of it is like, how long are they in there? I don't have them in there that long. <laughs> <laughs> They get only a couple nights stay in the hotel. Yeah, yeah. And they're in the water. Yeah. I feel like your kids would get attached. Then they'll yell at you. Well, I have the other. You just have to not care. Speaking of that. I have a bullhead in my aquarium at school, and I told the kids, like, don't get attached. He came out of the bait tank. He's (laughs) going back in. In June, he is gone. (laughs) My kids have two. What are they? The leopard geckos? Leopard geckos. We're going back to the leopard geckos. I the day we bought them, I just imagined a forty pound flathead eating them because <laughs> they're all bright colors and 
They're, they're up, not going to get touched. They're like 10 inches. Nothing's going to eat them. You're just going to kill their pets and you're not going to catch anything. <laughs> Some things are worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I don't even know what to say to that. If I was a fish, I'd eat it. For science. You got you, Yeah. You, I mean, how do you know? Like, do do, do, do you know? flatheads like these geckos? Yeah. I mean, it could be... It could be the state record is caught on a leopard gecko. You don't know. Because you've never used one. That'd be epic. <laughs> I'll never question you again. It happens. What's the state record for the flathead? 81 pounds. 81. On the nose. I remember that one that you uh, that you hooked, like 70-something? It doesn't count. I snagged it. I know. Oh. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah I remember. That shit was huge. That's still, awesome. yeah, yeah, that was awesome. It was still awesome to see. Dude. It was cool to see a fish yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah, just to know fight. it's there. Yeah, just knowing that yeah. a fish that big is there. I can't believe he didn't come off. Because when you talk about heat, I put the straight heat on him, <laughs> big time. Like I was cupping the spool on the spinning reel. Like I had the drag cinched all the way down and put my hand on the spool to wow. slow him down even more. And he just kept freaking going. But when I landed him. He was hooked in the tail like I was going to use him for bait. Of course he kept going, you know? <laughs> you thought there were head shakes and there Dude, were epic I, tail shakes. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, about five minutes into the fight, and I'm running. It's 4,000-size spinner reel, so the drag isn't crazy, crazy high. I think it's like 10 pounds. But I'm running 85-pound braid for a little extra insurance and then a 40-pound leader. And about five minutes into the, th- the fight, 100 pounds kept popping in my head. 100 pounds, 100 pounds, 100 pounds. And it just kept going. And then the 100 pound just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> and bigger. <laughs> smashed this. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then he came up, and I remembered seeing it. And I'm like, that's not as big as I thought it'd be. And well, it's huge. That, that, you know? head, yeah. that head could have been on a 100 pound fish. No, I didn't it think was, its head was that big. It was just thick the whole way through, like its tail. Like it's it just. It was like a cylinder, like the whole way through is the same width all the way down, but it was uh, 52 inches long. Wow. That's That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's a place where they're at. That's, I call that the land of giants. You're not going to go down there and whack and stack them, Mm -hmm. but at any given moment, there's a 90 to 100 pounder down there. Mm. Um, There was a 77 caught 12 years ago. The year before that, there was an 88 that got snagged. Um, and then last year, there was a 60. There was a buddy of mine had one day where he got a 65, 62, 57, 55, 52. Jeez. One day. So, one they're, day. In the, so yeah. they're there. One day by one guy. Yeah. Just one bait. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. But. Yeah. And I'm not going to talk about the timing. It's all yeah. about timing. I'm not but, sure I'd ever fish again. I'd be like, I just perfected this. Dude, in one day? <laughs> I know. Right? I'd be like, just There's, quit. I am never going to match this again. Dude. So I might as well just pick up. Wow. That's, but every about. fish that I just told you about died, except the one that was snagged. Are you serious? Yep. Every, everyone was in there and is no longer in there. <laughs> when he yeah. caught all those fish that same day? They all, they all got the knife. Holy freezer oh, burn! Yeah. I, thought, I wasn't sure if you like. Did he keep up, or were they all kept, or did he just yeah, die? No, he they did they try to release them and then they died, or just, no? They uh, released them into Greece. Ah, uh, yeah, and they were totally within imagine? their legal rights. Right, 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 yes. Right. Oh boy! But could you imagine 
that mound of meat. Yeah, they just had a from fish multiple fry. 60s yeah, he just he just multiple fifties. He, he fed the whole entire town. That I did. Well, I get like, three if, times. If I got like you know three zip three gallon bags of fish fillets, I'm like, dude, what am I going to do with all this? <laughs> exactly. But you're not feeding four kids. <laughs> hey. I wish I had that issue. I really did. But you're right, though. I catch a big. Even if I have a bag of fillets, like oh, that's gonna be amazing dinner yes. for at least a couple nights for even me and the kids. One yeah. day, two days, at least. two, yeah. two. two well, you sit a couple nights and yeah. it's a couple nights. But so, what's the story? What's the punchline? <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh, I'm just was, thinking. I it, expected this, and then it was just like I yeah, expected. Yeah, but you're sitting right. on. 300 plus pounds of That's meat. That's a lot of meat. Holy crap. Yeah, I'm, I mean, and more power to them, you know. But you're right. They're, they're within I, their legal limit. I don't so. I don't agree with it, but it's the law. Yeah. You know, so I'm not going to complain. It'd be like me yelling at someone for wearing their seatbelt. How dare you wear your seatbelt? You True. know, it's like it's legal, you know. <laughs> True. All right, you got to get the Iowa DNR, and you can ask them the questions that you want to Well, I just want to know, like, why these regulations are founded the way they are. And I've had some semi-answers, but I want a real concrete one. Yeah, I don't don't think the answer you're going to get is going to be one that you're going to... It's not going to be the one you're looking for. Probably not. Yeah. Mm. So maybe it's for the best. Yeah. And it's more of the scientists you need to talk to and not the officers, because they don't, don't. They don't. They just uphold the law. Yeah, they, they are experts they the, of the law, yeah. not of the science. And that's yes. one interesting thing when you hear people say, like, well, I heard it from a DNR officer. Like, they're not a fisheries biologist, okay? Yeah. Like, they are experts at understanding and interpreting and enforcing wild game laws. And some of them have different interpretations for certain laws. Well, I, in, I've been in told. In their defense, yes. some of them are pretty open to perspective. Very, you know? very open. Yes. But if you read the rule book the last two years, they have. They have I'm going to go with. Legally, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they've tightened, the, or they've clarified a few that were kind of gray, then, which was nice to see. Yeah. 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 And I think that takes a lot of work to make any adjustments to any regulation. So props to the Iowa DNR for and doing I th- that. And I think a large majority of that is fit, a lot of fishermen don't speak out. If they don't have a clarified ruling, why don't they call and say, hey, you know, because it's easier to complain about it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> so much easier. You know how much stuff got done from whining about things on Facebook <laughs> until they blocked me. Zero, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you know how many people's minds have been changed oh, on I've Facebook? Minds on the daily. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you do. Here's my breakfast. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We're uh, hitting the end. Last cast time. So last Uh cast, you get to talk about whatever you want. For like five trips around. Yeah. (laughs) As many times as you want because there's many last casts (laughs) you want there to be. So it's like an actual last cast. Exactly. Exactly. Um, My last cast is I got to go take a whiz again. Oh, my gosh. That's the worst (laughs) last cast. Kids got a bladder the size of a walnut. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm I'm not as tall as Spencer. (laughs) All right, get her done. <laughs> Pee breaks over. <laughs> last cast, you're up, Kit. Oh, am I up? Yeah, yeah. you <laughs> announced it was pee break for the last cast, and now it is your last cast. Uh, you should. You had time to think about it. I was just thinking about how good it felt <laughs> yeah. when, I went to, when, when I went to the restroom. <laughs> Couldn't uh, wait for Spencer to shut up so I could go to the restroom. <laughs> uh, 
I don't know. Right now it should be like walleye time, right? Sure. You yeah. tell us. I don't know. That's what I'm wondering because I think like last year around this time, even before this time last year, I was catching walleyes. And for some reason this year, I don't know. I don't know what happened. You want to hear a little nugget? Mm. I looked at my logs the other day. Oh, See, this is why you should keep a log. It is. And I catch eight times more walleyes when the flow is over 3,000 cubic feet in my area. So it would have to be even higher than that where you're at. Mm. Eight times more. (laughs) How crazy is that? Anyway, sorry to interrupt. So where do they go? Where are you missing them low water? You tell me. (laughs) Well, they're there. They're still eating. Are they there? Where are they going to be? Reservoirs, spillways. Once they get out, can they get back in? If it rains ever, <laughs> I was gonna say not this year. Yeah. <laughs> We're supposed to get a little bit of rain tomorrow. Yeah, little we bit. can't talk about weather. That is the most boring thing. You- <laughs> but we haven't had rain. And yeah, here we I go. mean, <laughs> Ryan's last cast twelve years. Be like an old guy. <laughs> Old farmer. Oh, sure could use some rain, Bob. Been dust sure on could, my Jim. Road. Been dust on my road for eighteen months. All right, Ryan, your last cast. Tell me it's not the weather. My last cast is I don't care what's going on. The mushrooms are popping. Mm. Soil temps. I've been. I was officially anointed by a farmer. Fifty-five degrees yesterday. So my understanding is 53 to 57 morel mushrooms pop. It's at 55. We're going to get rain dr- tonight. Oh, tonight. Tomorrow. Oh. You're, right. You're right. And then this weekend it's supposed to be in the 80s. And it's a warm rain. I'm sorry to burst your so, bubble. It's not going to be in the 80s this weekend. It's not? We just checked like right before the podcast. What number? Like 60. Ooh. 56 on Saturday. I'll wade through 56 and 60 to get mushrooms. No, I get so, it. As long, no. as, long yeah. as you're there. So I'm kind of excited. It's it's that time of year. I want spawning crappie and mm. mushrooms in the same day and go home and cook it and maybe some wild asparagus. Uh, I remember you saying that's your kickoff for spring. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Yep. That's, that's what I – that lets me know that I can put the long underwear away and the shorts come out. <laughs> Crappie, yeah. asparagus, and morel mushrooms. Your internal forager instincts kick in. That's and it. then it's spring. Then it's spring. Then it's time to start thinking about flathead. Well, that leads me to mine. And I was giving Kit and Granny a bunch of crap. Well, actually, we already went over this, so this can't be my last cast about how bitter <laughs> I am that tonight would have been a great shot at... A ridiculously early flathead in our neck of the woods. But this wouldn't be the earliest flathead that you've caught, right? My fir- earliest one I've ever caught up here was on April 1st, no joke. <laughs> I always say that. I think it's funnier than anybody else does. <laughs> 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 so I do a daily joke or daily joke of the day. I do a joke of the day for the kids, and it's just like an obnoxious dad joke like that, and they just glare at me. <laughs> Which makes it so much better. It does. If they enjoyed it, it'll last a week. Yeah, 100%. 100%. They mess with me, but I mess with them more. So I win. (laughs) No, I'm just excited for warmer weather and not having to travel to catch and target big fish. I still will travel probably a little bit, but um, 
excited for things to come. Appreciative of you guys making the drive up here. Absolutely. Hope, hope you had a good time. Yeah, honored to be here. Honored. I feel like honor is excessive. <laughs> they got paid we very well. We heard you had beer. <laughs> yeah, you paid in beer. Hello. It's yeah, all good. Yeah. We only have beer fish fanatics. Right. Come on. <laughs> You guys drink snobby beers, though. We That's had to true. bring you here and corrupt you. Yeah, we had to we had to uh, take it down a notch for this one. <laughs> no, you had bumped it up a notch. <laughs> Went from IPAs to bush lattes. <laughs> See, I'm practically a poet, but anyway, <laughs> Grandy, it's your last cast. I need to quit interrupting. No, it's okay. mm. I just want to get my uh, new pedal kayak out. I'm excited. Uh, I want to catch. Um, a catfish on that one i want to i'm just excited to get the be able to be hands-free man that's that, yeah i see them all the time and then i'm struggling and then um dude i am beyond excited to get a pedal kayak finally be able to afford one um and i just can't wait man i'm this mm. this year i'm gonna get out there i'm gonna try and see if i can catch the biggest catfish i can and then the biggest crappie i can that's, that's kind of my goal. So goals. you think a pedal kayak's the difference? I have no idea. <laughs> but, but. Are you trying to squash dreams? It sounds like you're trying to squash dreams. Is it a 10-footer or a 12-footer? It's a 13-footer. Oh. So you're not going to be dragging that up and down the bank. No. He's got to have a 13-footer to have his 14-foot crappie rod. That's like a 140-pound <laughs> kayak. No, they say it's ninety. They lied. I That's know. just I, the I hull. Right. That's just the hull. Oh, really? I'm sure. Yeah, the hull might weigh ninety. The seats like five or six. It's all right. He the can drive curl. is like twenty. Quit squashing his dreams. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm being real. So you better have a boat ramp. Shit. Slayer thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Propel Actually, okay for real. Last. Oh, it's cast. a Slayer. It's Slayer. not. I'm thinking of a different one. Anyway, sorry, for real, last cast. Yeah, for real, last cast. Since you brought up the kayak, getting your uh, pedal kayak out, I'm I'm really looking forward to getting that live scope on the kayak out. That's like my main goal for basically the rest of the open water season. I hate the I hate the especially hate, for wipers. Uh, Wouldn't that just be? I want to see. I want to snipe wipers from the kayak. Basically, yeah. just go to some underwater point, see them all schooled up, and just basically pick them off. And there's a there's a a little public lake close to here that we've fished wipers on, and I think that would be awesome. Well, when they show up, <laughs> the, the thing is, when you you you'll you won't see any on the fish finder, and then you'll get a bite, and you'll fight this fish, and then another rod will go down, and then there is. And then you look at the fish finder, it looks like there's a freaking Christmas tree. It's like on simulator mode under your kayak, but having yeah, so having live scope would be sweet. Yeah. Well, I hope to add that to my boat for that reason one of these days. Oh, and to answer your question, I looked up the specs on your slayer. It's thirteen feet two inches. Better get it registered. And so why do they <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. But you know what I'm saying? Why why even say it's thirteen feet only? Thirteen feet not you gotta draw the line somewhere. Thirteen yeah. twos not I think as they, marketable. That's why they have the ad stupid. I, I think it. you should have to register yeah. every one. True. Because you're utilizing all public anyway, resources that right. are funded for that. Okay. I think you should register them all. That um, would help with theft as well. Would it? Uh, oh yeah. Having the numbers I think you're and right. stuff on it. Yes, it would yeah. help with that. Yeah. 120 pounds. 
Damn. So it probably actually weighs 140. <laughs> so why the... No wonder it's, it is heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Not gonna lie. It is, I'm like, Good hey. thing I have these biceps of steel. Right. <laughs> Good thing you're buff. <laughs> any any pedal drive kayak's gonna be heavy. <laughs> Straight. Straight. I just curl it right up to the truck. <laughs> <laughs> there are ways around it. All right. Anything else? No, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, no, thanks yeah, for was, having us. Yeah. Thanks for having us. It was man. fun. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, appreciate everyone took the time to watch or watch, listen to. I say that every time. No, took the time to listen to this. <laughs> Means a lot for real. I hope yep. you enjoyed it. Uh, if you're on iTunes, take the time to review it. That would mean a lot. That helps us out. Uh, if you want to support my adventure of trying to be full time on the water and you get a kick out of this stuff, hey. I'm not going to ask for charity, but I'll sell you a sweatshirt. So you can go to rivercertified.com. I'm trying to keep my wife. Send yeah. me money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rivercertified.com. Got apparel on there. Got bucket hats. Got sweatshirts. Got t-shirts. All kinds of stuff. Um, or you can buy a pair of badass Waterland sunglasses. Use promo code RC10. You save 10% and you help us out. So And they are badass. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Like... They're just, you can wear them on your head all day and you don't even know they're there. Like, they don't pinch behind your ears. You know, <laughs> I thought you meant like literally on top of your head. Well, like, that kind of defeats purpose. Well, I mean, you could do that and you wouldn't even know they're there either. Just saying. <laughs> they're the greatest sunglasses you don't have to wear. <laughs> <laughs> they're not that amazing. Oh, right? oh. But they're pretty sweet. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Hope you catch you on. Thanks, guys. Now in Waypoint TV's 2023 Series Showdown. Your favorite hunting and fishing shows are going head-to-head. Visit waypointtv.com to vote and be entered to win a giveaway from Element Outdoors. Cast your votes during each round until the champions are crowned. Get in the game and vote in the Series Showdown. Presented by Expedition Enterprises and Vote Trader. Only at waypointtv.com. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.